I need help and they need a job. Why having that mindset is ruining your business. How creating a healthy culture is a secret weapon to crushing the competition. And I say, release the secret weapon on today's show. So buckle up because here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. You can overcome adversity. You don't have to be beaten down. Stephen has learned the hard way. And after becoming successful, he's ready to help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so that you can have the life and business you want. I know how it feels like whenever you just want to quit and say, forget it, I'm done. To overcome adversity, you have to lean in and not pull back. Engage. This is Pull Up and Thrive. And now your host, Stephen Caps. Yes, release the secret weapon from the 1986 An American Tale. That just came to me while I was doing that introduction. So welcome. Welcome to another exciting episode of Pull Up and Thrive. I am so pumped and excited to be here today. Culture. Culture. That is something crazy that I don't know that you, I don't know that you hear that much about it, especially just in the open marketplace. But I, but I think whenever lots of folks think about culture, they think, well, we have a ping pong table and a foosball table. And I know, I know a place that has a breakfast cereal, a buffet and you're going to bring your dog to work, and we have unlimited paid time off and flexible hours. But that's that's not really culture. Yes, you could add that to your work environment, and yes, that can be part of culture. But just bringing your dog to work does not create a culture that is going to crush the competition. And some of you may be listening to this and be like, what in the world? No, I need to get more leads, do more um, AdWords, and how do I work my funnel, and how do I a network, and I need to make more money. All this culture stuff is crazy and a waste of time. Not so fast, my friend. If you're not creating an incredible culture in your business, that is a multi-multi-million dollar mistake. And if you don't believe me, you have got to listen to these numbers. I will drop a link in the show notes to uh, validate these numbers. But if you don't think that culture matters, what's uh, the big deal? I just need folks with skill. I just got I just need bodies that will show up. I just I need help and they need a job. So it's a match made in heaven. I have made that mistake plenty of times in the past. And I tell you. It was a huge mistake. Now, I have this fancy Pull Up and Thrive mug here that I'm going to try to keep my throat, uh, what would you call it, quenched, moisturized? I don't know. I get thirsty. I get excited. But one of the girls on our team here at Texas Gates gave me this Pull Up and Thrive mug, so you may hear me taking a sip from time to time. But anyways, if you're not taking advantage of creating an incredible culture, it's a multi, multi multi-million dollar mistake. 
All right, here, here are some numbers. Are you ready? The average Burger King, the average standalone Burger King franchise generates $1.4 million in revenue per year. The average McDonald's generates $2.7 million in sales a year. One standalone franchise, the average. The average Chick-fil-A, are you ready for this? The average Chick-fil-A standalone restaurant generates $8.1 million a year in revenue. That is three times the average McDonald's. That is unbelievable. If you don't think that culture matters, these numbers do not lie. Because how many times have you gone to a fast-serve restaurant and the folks working there act like they wish that you weren't there, that you are inconveniencing them because you exist, and their pants are sagging down, and they have an attitude, and they're playing on their phones, and they're talking with their friends and goofing off in the back. But you go to a Chick-fil-A, you go to a Chick-fil-A, and there's some teenager with acne that takes your order, gives you change, and you say thank you, and they say, my pleasure. If you don't think culture matters, you're making a huge mistake. Because I guarantee you, if you were to take a Whopper hamburger, fries on a large drink, and then a McDonald's quarter pounder with cheese, fries on a large drink, and a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, fries and a drink, and you put them all on the table as far as food quality, I would say that they're pretty comparable. Now, do not shout me down. Do not show up at my house with pitchforks and torches, okay? Because I'm a huge fan of Chick-fil-A. But it's more than just their their food is three times better. Because I'm going to break it to you. This may be hard, and I hope that you're sitting down, okay? But Chick-fil-A is still fast food. All these folks that have their nose up in the air about fast food, but they'll go to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has done a fabulous job. You have done a fabulous job. So what is it? And I haven't seen one ping pong table. I haven't seen one dog. I haven't seen one cereal breakfast a buffet at a Chick-fil-A because they have an incredible culture. And that is no accident. And that just didn't start just all of a sudden. They just, you know, decided uh, yesterday, oh, hey, we're, hey, we're going to have a culture and, and let's start saying, uh, um, what should we say? Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. There we go. And then that just changed everything. That's not how it works. It doesn't start at the end. It begins at the very beginning. So number one, how to have a, how to have a culture that'll crush your competition. We have to release the secret weapon. You have to decide what kind of culture you want. Every time that I sit down with a client and we're talking about their business and where they want to go and then what they want to do and what they want to make in revenue, we have to start with the end in mind. We have to write the vision and make it clear. 
Where do you want to go? What kind of environment do you want to work in every day? What kind of customer experience do you want your clients to have? You have to start there. You have to start at the entry point. So you have to, I'm going to beat this drum again. You have to have a written mission statement. This is our mission. This is where we are going. This is what we stand for. And you have to have written core values. Now, how the core values work is every individual has core values, good or bad. We all have them. So I want to start a business. So I want to bring people into my business that have the same core values as me. Okay. And if they're not in writing and they're not clear, how is everyone going to know that? So one of my big personal core, core values is a whatever it takes attitude. We're getting the job done, period. If I have to stay here all night, that is what I'm willing to do to get the job done. And if it's not right, we make it right. Those two things, marketplace excellence and a whatever it takes attitude. But the mistake that we make is that we hire people for skill and they don't have the same core values as, as we do, which leads me to number two. We have to hire for culture fit first. In episode six, the three myths business owners believe about hiring, I break all this down. Do not make the mistake of, I need help and they need a job. It is a match made in heaven. I have made that mistake. It is a huge mistake. And don't make the mistake hiring for skills first. Because again, a huge mistake. What is the culture that you want to have? You hire the folks that fit that culture. We have our mission statement, core values printed out. Anytime that we sit down with a potential hire, that is the first step that we walk through. This is our mission. This is where we are going. We are passionate about it. These are our core values. Do they have the same core values? Do they want to join our mission? And then, and only then, the culture is the number one thing that you must protect. Because what happens is that you hire someone with skills and they're full of drama, toxicity, gossip, they're backstabbers, and all these horrible things. But we say, oh, hey, he's a great programmer. He's a jerk, but he's a great programmer. And then we create this atmosphere of, oh, toxicity, drama, fires, everything's, things are going wrong and people don't show up. And well, he's a really good help when he's here. And it's just drama, drama, drama. And we wonder why we have to hire for culture fit first. And number three, once that you hire people that that fit into your culture, treat folks on your team like people. Yes, I know that that's a crazy idea. Everyone has problems. Everyone has struggles. But take time to care. Look, I have problems too. I have bad days too. Don't you?
Don't you have days where you really don't want to be there because you have something personal going on in your life? Take the time to care for people on your team. You want loyalty? Be loyal to your team. Now, I was walking in one morning. It was about 9.30, and the back door of the shop walks directly into the break room. So you have to walk through the shop about uh, 50 feet, and then there's the door to the break room. As I was walking in, one of our girls was walking out, and she's very pregnant, and she was crying, like walking out the door, like headed home. I just sort of ran into the whole uh, situation. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't want to ask a bunch of questions. I just gave her a hug. Take time to care. Because you have someone on your team that you help them whenever they really need help. That builds loyalty. That builds and creates someone on your team that they have your back. So you don't have to worry about them not working whenever you're not there because they care about you because you care for them. So if it's in your power to help, help someone. Give them a $100 handshake. Tell them out loud in front of the whole team that they did something exceptional and be very, very specific On this last job, Joe did X, Y, Z, and man, I am so proud that he is on our team. Doesn't have to be anything major. Doesn't have to be a huge speech. People are craving recognition. Haven't you ever been at a big seminar or any type of event where people are getting recognized and you're thinking, oh, I wish that they would recognize me? Take the team to lunch. Have a Christmas party. Celebrate. Celebrate your team. Have fun. Don't be so serious all the time. Have you ever worked at a job that you hated? Why did you hate the job? Most of the jobs that I hated, it had nothing to do with the work. I loved the work. But they treated you like garbage. Now look, money only goes so far. Money will only go so far. Have you ever worked at that place that you hated and you're like, man, I would work for way less to work at a job where I felt like I was loved and appreciated? Because what happens at most places, the more that you do, the more that they expect. And then the harder that you work and the more available you are, the more they take advantage of you and you hate your job. So money only goes so far. So treat people like people. Number four, don't tolerate misbehavior. You get what you demand. You encourage what you tolerate. Tom Landry, the former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. You get what you demand and you encourage what you tolerate. If you tolerate toxic Bad behavior, you are encouraging it. Well, I don't know what we would do if we lost Bill. Man, he's our biggest salesperson. He is costing you so much money. He is costing you more than he's making you. I would definitely tell you that. 
I've seen it over and over again where a leader creates a culture that runs off all of the good people. And they wonder why they can't find good people. Because you're running them off. You are running them off. If you want the life and business that you want, don't keep a person who is poisoning the waterhole. But they have the skills. Even in a situation where you have to let that toxic person go, treat the person with dignity. Because for you, you are killing the wicked witch, but for them, it is the worst day of their life. So always treat people with dignity and don't sanction incompetence. If someone cannot ring the bell of excellence, you have to let them go because it sends a message to the rest of the team that it's okay not to be great. It is okay to show up late every day. It is okay to call in sick every week. It is, o- it is okay not to totally finish the job. It's okay to do the job halfway. Well, it's a tough environment. I know. We've had to let people go recently in this tough environment because they could not ring the bell of excellence. And whenever your core value is like ours, marketplace excellence, these are not just words on a wall. These are our core values and a real core value you are willing to be punished for. We are willing to be punished for our marketplace excellence. And what I, what I mean by that, if someone cannot ring the bell of excellence and we're in a jam and we need help, we still have to let them go. And I have said this more than once, but as, but as long as I am here, these words on the wall, we are going to live out every day to the best of our ability. Number five, I touched on it earlier. You have to celebrate. Celebrate individuals, birthdays, anniversaries. Take the team out to lunch. Spend time with your team. Don't live in an ivory tower. Do not isolate yourself from the team. Spend time with them. Ask them how they're doing. Know their names. Know, know their families. Hug them when they hurt. High five them when they, when they do a good job. Give them acknowledgement. What we do and say as leaders carries so much weight and power. You may not think anything about what you say. Because I'm just a guy, what's the big deal? All I said was, your position as a leader carries so much weight to your team. Because from the team's position, they are looking up to you as an example. They are looking to you as their leader. So your words, good or bad, carry huge weight. So do not misuse that. Be kind. Take the position of your leadership as a time to encourage and uplift. Even if it's something like, hey, great, great job on XYZ. One of the sales girls sells a job. I will go up there and high five him. Hey, that is awesome. And we have a bell that, that, that we ring whenever we sell a job. And one girl got so excited that she broke the bell whenever she was ringing it. You have to celebrate. Celebrate wins. Because usually the only time someone hears something from their leader is when they're doing something wrong. Do not do that. 
Yes, bring correction, but praise, inspire, give attaboys, celebrate. You have to celebrate your team. Number six, communicate often and always. Whenever things are bad, communicate. Whenever things are good, communicate. When you have to let a team member go, communicate with the team. Over-communicate. Now, anytime that we've had to let someone go, we've gotten everyone together, and we've just simply said, this team member is no longer with us. And we say out loud, this was not just we made the decision today. It takes time to be let go from our businesses. It's not just a one-time conversation. When all else fails, communicate, communicate, communicate. Because what happens in most places, all of the places that I've worked at, that I learned all my lessons on how not to run a business, no one communicated. If you were doing a bad job, they may not say anything. And then one day you show up and there's someone there to take your place. This happened to me. I was a young supervisor. I was like 21 years old, maintenance supervisor, Lincoln Garden Apartments, Tucson, Arizona, This place was awful. It was a newer property, but how they built it, they built it cheap and fast because it had tons and tons and tons of problems. And they put a brand new supervisor there. That was a failure on their part, in my opinion. I show up one day to work and I walk in the office and there is my replacement. I walk in to work. I am working overtime, nights, weekends to try to keep up. I wasn't offered any training or any encouragement. And I show up and there's a guy there to take my place. And I felt like I was working for the enemy because I was. Communication builds trust. You are disloyal to your team and you don't communicate and you wonder why they're not loyal. And you wonder why they don't do a good job. You wonder why they're not ringing the bell. Because you're not praising them. You're not saying, great job. You're not pulling them aside and say, hey, we are going to help you in this area. We know that you're a hard worker. We know that you, you, you want to do a good job, but this is where you are and this is where we want you to be. And we know that with training, you can get there. I never got that at any of the places that I worked. And again, I learned lots of lessons of, of what not to do how not to run a business, how to not treat people. All right, I'm going to put a bow on this. Number one, you have to decide what kind of culture you want. Two, hire for culture first. Treat folks like people. Four, don't tolerate misbehavior. Five, celebrate. Six, communicate always and often. If you can do these six things, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. And as always, remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook.
and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.